0: Beyond the Few, we're back. We are back. Uh, we had a little bit of a break.
1: We do a little unexpected we, break we Not because we were unexpected. not here. We were here. We were being faithful. We were here. We were here, but we we just messed it up. We, we messed, messed it, up. it up, and you so, didn't give your best. And we only want to give our best. Indeed. And so that's why when Indeed. we don't do our best. We yes, take a break.
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> so you were off your game. You were off your game That's a right. Bit. That's
1: right. You were a little bit tired. Nope. I you was were, not you, tired. We're just kidding around. We had some technical difficulties, yeah. so we didn't post last week, but we're back. But we're back, and, and we're concluding it, our uh, series on community. We you know, are. It's been, a great, it's been a great journey. It has been
0: fun, I think, yeah. um, to have some guests with us. Yeah. We've talked about some pretty important areas, areas. when it comes to the community.
1: We had Pastor Steve. We have Pastor, uh, well, uh, Nathan, Nathan Ekberg. Yes, we have great both guest. of those guys. Yep. Uh, we discuss, uh, we discuss what community should look like within the church, we but did. also we did in your workplace for those that yes. are not working in ministry, what that should look like. So it was yes. very encouraging. It wasn't good. It was a good time. It was a great time. It was a good time. Um, um, it's an
0: important. Kind of topic because it's something the Bible commands, correct, for the believer to have community. It's something we've been created and designed mm. to have in community, and we felt like it was important as well because even though we live in the most what Co- would connected. be connected, yes, what could be considered the most connected, connected time, time, right in history, with all of the ways that we can connect with one another, people are very disconnected, is um, which is pretty crazy to think yeah. about, right? Yeah. Um, I was even watching, you know, LeBron James broke the scoring record. Last night uh, for the Lakers, and during it, they have a picture where he's shooting his shot to break the scoring record. And as he's shooting, every single person that stands behind him, with and that's the exception of like one guy, has their phone out right. and they're watching it through the lens of their phone.
1: Not even like living in. The yes, moment. they're
0: not even like necessarily taking in like the live act. Like they're looking through the lens mm-hmm. on their phone because they're recording or taking pictures of what LeBron was doing there. And they had one picture, and you saw it. There was one guy in the front row, though, who did not have his phone out, and he was just standing there kind of, like, smirking, just watching the play, like he yeah. was just taking it in.
1: Yeah, contemplating.
0: Yes, and it's it's kind of interesting because I think that's a good summary of where our current generation yeah. is, right? Yeah. Everybody's behind a device, and they're more concerned about what they're seeing on there than they actually are being in the moment with people yeah. and being there. So um, I thought it was It's like
1: much- going to, like, a crazy—the like Grand, Ca- the, uh, the Grand Canyon— And the moment you pull up, you bring your phone out and take pictures. Yes. Instead of letting it suck in or sink in. Yes. Yes. And And, enjoy.
0: And being amazed at God's Mm -hmm. creation. Yeah. When you take it in. And wonder. And wonder. Mm -hmm. The wonder of God's creation. For sure. So I thought as we wrapped up this series on community that Mm -hmm. we've been discussing, um, Pastor Steve, when he was here, uh, he had mentioned a book called Life in Community.
1: Yeah. It's book. a
0: book by Dustin Willis. It's a very good book, and we've read it as connect group leaders, and it's something that Steve has suggested and he brought up. And so there was a, a section of the book that I thought was pretty interesting where he makes a point, and he says, we live in the most connected time in world history, yet as a society we are as isolated as we have ever been. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that, yeah. right? We yeah. should be the most connected, but we're isolated. He said 222 million U.S. adults can connect with the world from any location with a touch of a button. Cell phones make it possible to talk to someone without being present, and we can text without ever hearing a person's voice. Mm-hmm. So he just talks about this like, you know, mil- hundreds of millions of people have access to be able to communicate with individuals just with a touch of a button. And he says, we're constantly linked through Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, Instagram. Technology has made communication so easy that we are addicted to convenience. Mm. Sadly, even with all this amazing technology, it's more difficult than ever for us to build genuine relationships. For sure. For sure. And uh, and we've talked a little bit about that, yeah. right? that people tend to shy away from actual true in-person connection with mm-hmm. others
1: uh, for their devices. Yeah, for sure. Now, here's some of my statistics. This is from uh, PhD psychology, Christy Hartman. She is specialized on uh, loneliness and depression. Yeah. That's like where she, area of s- expertise. Now, these are some statistics that she compiled. 52% of Americans report that they feel lonely, while 43% report that their relationships with others are not meaningful. Those are some, like, sad numbers. They're sure. saying, like, right now, either you and I are uh, is alone or feels alone, theoretically speaking, based on this, right? Sure. Are you alone? I'm not. Okay, neither am I. Are so, you? No, no. no. But...
0: Theoretically. If you're ever feeling alone. You can come to me. Y- you have someone. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Um, if I'm ever feeling alone, I can go to you. I yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Uh, you, same with you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, only 59% <laughs> of Americans say that they have a best friend, and 12% say that they feel that they have no close friends at all. Mm. Do you have a best friend? I do. Nice. Must be nice. Her name is Shoshana. Wow. Of course, yes. you'll go there. Wow. Course, is you your really? wife not your best friend? Yeah, she is. Well, we mean, of course, I no, would go but there. This is just a Bruce answer. So, 52% of Americans have truthful. felt left out at some point in their life. <laughs> you never felt left out. Have you ever felt left out?
0: Oh, maybe when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm 53, sure I have. 53% of Americans cite shyness as the reason why it's difficult to make friends. Mm-hmm. We know you're not shy, so I'm not even going to ask you. You're not shy. Uh, can be shy. Fifty eight percent of Americans reported that they sometimes or always feel like no one knows them well. That is kinda sad. More than half of Americans feel like they that reported that they sometimes or always feel like no one knows them well.
0: Yeah, that is sad.
1: Uh single or not, fifty seven of America of percent of Americans report eating all meals alone. Wow. That's every meal. Yeah. Every say everybody. Yeah. Yeah, todas. And then for 32% of new parents struggle with feelings of isolation and loneliness. Yeah. Now, we try to make light of those numbers, but the reality is that it does show us where we are as a society. Like, sure. we live in a society where truly individuals are wrestling with loneliness. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you are in, in a relationship with somebody or if you are a single individual, it doesn't matter where you are in your stage of life. It is something that every single one of us deal with. Yes. Uh, and the reason why is because I believe that that's one way that the enemy tried to push us. You know, th- that we are more subject to his influence. We are more, it's easier for him to influence us. It's easier for him to attack us when you are alone, opposed sure. to when you are in a body of community. Yeah, And so as part of his plan uh, to reach the world, you know, it is through segregation and through isolation.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, that's reinforced with one of the studies that the guy, uh, the author of Life and Community had cited. And he said that 27.2 million people live alone, right? And more people say they feel alone than any other time. 25% say they have no one they can turn to as a confidant. So in spite of what he is determined to be, and most people would agree, the most connected mm-hmm. society could be as far as the ability to connect Um, it's staggering that one out of every four people say they have no one they can talk to. They have no one they can turn to, no one they can talk to. That's from a recent study from Duke University in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Census um, that they've come up with these numbers. And it's, again, sometimes numbers can just be numbers and we can dismiss them. And we can think, oh, come on, that can't be true, that can't be right. But look around.
1: It shows, it it points attention to something that is genuine. And and it, it it, it makes you ask the question, how much of that is happening in the church?
0: Oh, for sure. The place yeah. that
1: has been designed to create fellowship or community, how much of that is not happening? Well,
0: look around on a Sunday morning. You yeah. can look around in whatever church you go to. If you look around on any given Sunday morning and you see people isolated by themselves sitting by themselves with no one coming by talking to them. That's a problem, right? Yeah. The church should be welcoming, committed, friendly. We should be looking to try to, you know, help and encourage mm-hmm. others. But even in our society, you go to a restaurant today, you go anywhere today, and even if you have people who are at the table together, talking together, or should be talking together, they're all on their phones,
1: yeah. right? It's like you, a safety net.
0: Absolutely. It feels more comfortable. Yeah, and everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sad when you see people sitting at a table together and there's six people there and everybody's playing their own individual game on their devices or they're taking selfies.
1: Or now, depending on where you're going, the tables have a game, uh, have a, a little screen Absolutely. that, you, you know, you can, you can play, play games. That's the now, thing. Out of curiosity, do, does your family have the rules to when it comes to going out dinner? Like, can everybody have their phones? Do you take them away?
0: Yeah, we so we've encouraged our kids. Um, three of my daughters are now um, kind of at the age where they like they have devices that are theirs. Two of them have phones. One of them just has an iPod Touch. And we have rules as far as how much screen time they can have and when they can have those. But they know, and we reinforce this with them, that if we have family over friends over people over our house or we're going over someone's house if we're going out to eat with people they know i better not see those devices out yeah like if if we example we're going over my parents my wife's parents and we're going to be at the table and people are talking and everybody's there and we're eating they know that they are not allowed to have that device out at the table to be doing anything on it as opposed to being present with the family that's there now you know, we obviously make exceptions when it's just our family, that if we're at a restaurant we're waiting for food and it's been some time, you know, we'll let them take their device out or they can do something. But um, it's it's rare that that I would see my kids doing that because they know that's kind of the standard we've yeah. set. Now, again, yeah. not necessarily what's right or wrong. That's what we've chosen to do. Yeah. But the the thing that's really, I guess you could say, disappointing and it's kind of sad is when you look at social media presence and you look at people on social media whereas you might have been used to seeing group photos people together when they're out to eat their pictures that are kind of together now a lot of it is very much selfies individuals what am i doing what am i wearing what am i eating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to the what camaraderie of, of the group right yeah. and and so it's a it's a sad thing it's tragic because that's what people are doing and mm-hmm. that's what they're turning to yeah. um, but it reinforces what what the statistics are showing yeah, yeah. that people are more concerned with themselves than they are with others. And so um, these are all things that like people can have preferences on and we can say there's preference, but here's the thing I think we need to bring things back to as we wrap up about community. Yeah. God's word has specific things to say about it. Yeah. Right. And so even if you start all the way at the beginning of Genesis, Genesis chapter two, and the creation of man, it says the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. And he's going to say, I'll make a helper suitable for him. But at this point in time, when God had created man, He created the animals and the beasts of the field, and the birds of the air, and mm-hmm. the fish in the sea. And Adam so there was created, were There for were him plenty. To be, there were other yeah,
1: companionship. Yeah,
0: there were other um, you know animals, fish, yeah, that birds that he
1: could have interacted
0: with. Absolutely. You know. But what God said is not good for man to be alone. alone. I'll make a helper suitable for him, and He created woman. And and so I think again, this and this is a whole other subject matter, and people could get all kinds of angry about this. But I think this again shows the significance and value of human life even above like animal life, plant life, Mm -hmm. bird like and it's not that those aren't important, they are. But this shows about true companionship that God wants for us as human beings is companionship with one another Mm -hmm. and the community that needs to be had. And so like it or not, you can't have the same kind of community that God intends with your pet rabbit as you can with, you know, a friend, another individual that's creating the image of God Mm. that you can interact with. So, from the beginning, in Genesis chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47, and the establishing of the church and the, the body of Christ meeting together, it said that day by day they were attending the temple together. They were breaking bread together in their homes. They were receiving their food with glad and generous hearts, and they were adding, the Lord was adding to their number more and more day by day. So, this idea and aspect of community is mm-hmm. something that's taught throughout the Old Testament. Yeah. It's taught throughout the New Testament. Um, Jesus said, this is how all men will know you're my disciples in mm-hmm. John 13, 35, by your love for one another. So yeah. this aspect of community is
1: huge, yeah, and, and it's sure. something
0: that we need to be recognizing.
1: Yeah, and we talk about this how from the before creation. God was in, in community with the Holy Spirit and his Son, mm-hmm. created men so that they will be in community with each other, but yeah. also more importantly with him. And then, when the fall happens, you know, sin came into the world that broke that relationship. He p- created this plan to restore that brokenness and mend yeah. that relationship, so that humanity can go back to a state of being in full community with Him, and that will be the sin that we believe will, will be for the rest of eternity. Yeah. So you see it from the beginning to the to to eternity, that God's plan is for men and women to be live life in community. Yeah,
0: community is huge, and and, and there's so many principles, Old Testament, New Testament, about the practicality and the wisdom in that, yeah. right? Two is better than one, the Old Testament tells us, because if one falls down, the other can help them up. Yeah. That we're to sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron. That we're to encourage one another, all the one those we've already touched on. And, uh, and just think about it. Practically speaking, think about any challenge that you or I would ever have to face. Yeah. That we might be fearful of, we might be concerned about, we might be anxious about. And think of how much of a help it is immediately when you're not having to face that alone. Yeah, No matter what it is, yeah. there's some sort of comfort and maybe even a little bit more courage that comes when you're not having to face something all isolated on your own, but you have someone else with mm-hmm. you. And obviously as believers, that's the confidence we have in the presence of the Spirit of God. That's what Jesus promised when he said, I'm going to go from you, but I'm sending a helper to you. Mm -hmm. It's more advantageous for you that I go Mm -hmm. because he'll come. So we're never alone, right? But from a human standpoint, that's God's design for community. And Mm so um, I hope people are encouraged by that. I hope they're challenged by that. And it's a sad thing when community is available and people choose not to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, and we will encourage you that if you know people that are struggling with loneliness or they're struggling with building community, one, reach out to them they will be they will benefit from having somebody that cares for them Absolutely. they will benefit from somebody that will connect and check with them uh but also send them this send them this videos your their way or or or, or their po- or this uh, whether you watch the videos or the audio send them their way maybe this will encourage them to recognize that they don't have to live their life in loneliness or yeah. or alone that we've been designed to be, to live life in community and how to find community uh, if you guys have any questions, we will tell you to submit them to the number, which is? Yes, 330-331-6453. That's right. Yeah, I think it's uh, those. And
0: the other aspect, just to kind of wrap it up, too, is it's not just about community for yourself. Yes. But it's also about the needs of others. Correct. Right? And so we can tend to be very inwardly focused. of Like, I need community. I need, I need community. community. Even if you think you don't need it, other people do.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. look Absolutely. at the interests
0: and needs of other people even before ourselves. And go meet them. Absolutely. Because
1: we always say.
0: To live life. Beyond the Pew. Yeah. What is your life like? Yeah. Beyond, Beyond the, pew. the Pew. We hope it's honoring to the Lord. Yeah. We'll be back next week. It'll
1: be a surprise. We'll be All here. We're It'll do, be a surprise. But we you want to tune in. Definitely. Submit any questions about anything. If you want to know why Pastor Brew was sleeping today, add, you can ask those questions there. But wow. any questions that you I want. I felt like I was pretty awake yeah. today. And yeah. by the way, next time
0: we're recording. No, that's we'll it. On Thank
1: you so much for, for tuning Beyond in. For Beyond the Pew. Thank you. People need see to yeah. know
0: for next time that... <laughs> We have a a, a reverend in our presence.
1: Bruce Rose. We have a
0: reverend in our presence. Bruce Rose. We'll talk about that next week as well. (laughs) And also, we're going to be post-Super Bowl next week. So, prediction right before the Super Bowl. Prediction. Uh,
1: I would say Eagles uh, 34 and Kansas City 31.
0: Wow. High-scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I would say Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. Where was the the score? 24.
1: To 20. 24 to 20. The Eagles. You just wanted to disagree with me. We'll you would see. have gone for 30. It's not true. But you didn't want to pick that up. It's hour. not
0: true. Beyond the Pew. Beyond the Pew. We'll be back next week. next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.